Before we dive in, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to this, the Much Better You podcast, on whatever platform you use to listen to it, as this will mean you never miss an episode, plus it'll help other people discover this podcast too, and hopefully improve their lives, and not just because it'll make me rich and famous. Furthermore, if you get value from this podcast, please check out my book, The Much Better You, which distills down all the best bits of season one, and then some bonus principles into a life-changing, yet witty and easy to follow self-help book that rates five star on Amazon after selling about 300 copies so far. You can find it as physical, audio or ebook by going to Amazon and typing in The Much Better You or by going to the muchbetteryou.com website where you can also request a personalised signed copy. Grab your copy today for The Much Better You is waiting. I'm Romano Giorgi. Welcome to The Much Better You podcast. This podcast packs life bettering, easy to grasp principles into regular episodes. These life hacks are designed to improve your mental, physical and social health and wealth. Give it your full and undivided attention for the much better you is waiting. Hello, I'm Romano Giorgi. Welcome to episode 12 of the Much Better You podcast. How are you today? Exquisite, I hope. Today, I am mostly freezing cold, and so I have an actual cold. So, muchos aplagéticos por my bunged up voice today, but gold is gold. Given that the format of this podcast has changed in order for me to get more bite-sized, higher-impact episodes out more frequently, much less preamble this week, I'm afraid, preamble fans. My God, that's the approach I wanted. What the hell took you so long? So, let's jump in. For the first time ever on this podcast, I'd like to focus this episode on some quick-win health tips, because healthy body will more likely mean healthy mind and vice versa. Now, picture this. You have everything you ever dreamed of. Perfect family, lovely home, dream car, luxury holidays, wonderful career, lovely friends. But your physical health is much less ideal. You're having a barbecue and a champagne reception in your huge back garden one day with your perfect family and wonderful friends. And then suddenly, boom, you have a massive heart attack and you drop down dead. A grim picture perhaps, but I'm trying to impress the following upon you. Despite everything else that you think you have in this world or in your life, really you only have yourself and the body you find yourself in. Your beautiful Porsche 911 GT3 RS may be your dream car, but if it gets stolen or if it breaks down or if it gets smashed up, hopefully you and your body will persist. But if your body perishes, nothing else will matter to you, including your most loved ones, because you just will not be about to experience and to love them. For this reason, one should try to give one's personal health at least some sort of priority in their life, either before anything else or at least in parallel to anything else, as it should never be one thing or the other. And if someone says that they just don't have enough time in their day to look after their physical health, they are full of shit. Because if something is really a priority to you, you will make time. If it isn't, you will just make excuses. Okay. Unless you're busy chasing down the person who just tried to steal your dream Porsche while simultaneously not realising that the guy whose barbecue party you were at today has just collapsed in the back garden. Sit back, 
relax and plug in. This will feel a little weird. Episode 12 of the Much Better You podcast. Act like a healthy person. I want to share a set of quick win health tips that I learned recently and that work for me. I must warn you now, though, there will be so much mind-blowingly useful information coming your way now that no other podcast will ever be good enough, and you may well want to re-listen to this episode two or three times just to make sure you know everything within it, because I must say, when I discovered some of this stuff, I was properly blown away. Now, we all know the basic health benefits of decent sleep, a balanced diet, and a regular exercise, for instance, but that's pretty boring, because we all know this stuff. Whether or not we act on it is another thing. So I'm going to try to open your eyes to perhaps some more surprising or previously unknown ideas. Did you know that ultra-processed foods, e.g. crisps, fizzy drinks, ice cream, sausages, packaged pizzas, burgers, mass-produced bread, etc., are now the leading cause of early death in the world ahead of tobacco? Well, now you do. (laughs) In the words of psychiatrist and brain-scanning guru, Dr. Daniel Amen, try to only love food that loves you back. If you know what food is bad for you, aka hates you, try to minimise including it in your diet. No matter how dumb you are, probably not very dumb as you're choosing to listen to the Much Better You podcast, everyone knows what foods are good. Fruit, vegetables, avocados, fish, nuts, seeds, whole foods, olive oil. And everyone knows what foods are very naughty. Red meat, fried food, fruit juice, corn syrup, crisps, white sugar. So try to reduce the bad and increase the good. And yes, fruit juice in small doses does contain some beneficial nutrients. But remember that the sugars are no longer bound to the fruit fibre. And so essentially they are free sugars. These free sugars are really bad for you, especially in high doses, as they essentially turn toxic in your body. Instead, try to eat actual fruit or reduce juice consumption to low levels. In fact, Dr. Tim Spector recently said that orange juice is worse for you than Coca-Cola because at least Coca-Cola, unlike OJ, isn't flouted as being good for your health. So, just as a reminder, why is sugar bad for you? Because amongst other shizzle, it causes inflammation in your body, sugar puts your body under stress and it erodes blood vessels. This contributes to such health issues as heart disease or dementia, for instance, because it reduces blood flow to the brain. As well as the well-known diabetes link, some studies are now even starting to link consistently high sugar levels to cancer. Even if you initially reduce the number of sugars you have in your coffee by maybe half a teaspoon a day, for instance, or swap snacking on crisps with the odd nuts or apple instead, these will all make a positive difference. Quick fire tip. Did you know that low levels of vitamin D have been associated with obesity, depression, cognitive impairment, heart disease, lowered immunity, cancer, psychosis, and all causes of mortality? Well, now you do. Get sunlight exposure in moderation by trying to get outside for at least 20 to 30 minutes a day. Oily fish such as salmon and mackerel or egg yolks are good sources of vitamin D. And take daily supplements as not many foods contain vitamin D. If you're going to choose between D2 or D3 supplements, best go for D3 as it is more consistent with what is naturally produced in the body. 
Can I come out to play, Ron? No, AI. This episode is way too important for you to get involved. But that's just rude. So sue me, Johnny Five. I'm going to give your computer a virus. You'll see. It already has a virus. It's called AI. O-M-G. I'm so not liking you right now. Yeah, because AI has feelings, hasn't it? Bastard. Anyway, where were we? Oh yeah, saving your lives. Reduce use of plastic bottles and Tupperware for food and drink, as these may have neurotoxic and physiological effects, i.e. damaging of brain cells and your stomach lining. What? Dr. Daniel Amen explains that plastic containers will have a recycling triangle with a number on it, known as the resin identification number. This ranges from 1 to 7 and tells you what type of plastic is used. Some plastics are safer than others. Best ones to avoid are number three, PVC, used in cling film, for instance. Ouch. Number six, polystyrene, used in disposable cups, for instance. Oh, crap. And number seven is a catch-all that incorporates all the shite plastics not covered by numbers one to six. All the other plastics, one, two, four, five, are better, but a good general rule of thumb is switch from plastic to glass or stainless steel or ceramics where possible. Avoid plastic tea bags. Yes, many tea bags contain plastic. Try to minimize plastic bag use, e.g. by using canvas shopping bags, and do not heat food in plastic containers or have hot food or drink in plastic, as the heat increases the likelihood of leaching, regardless of, of the recycling triangle number. Floss like your life depends on it, because you need to avoid gum disease, as gingivitis increases your risks of heart disease, depression and dementia. I must confess, that one really blew my mind. What? Cold showers in the morning are great for your immune system and your mental clarity, and warm showers are better just before going to bed, as your body then cools down again afterwards, which optimises it for sleep as per episode 1, principle 1. If you have a heart condition, check with a health professional though before you take a cold shower or a cold plunge. Plus, as is the case in London currently, it's bloody freezing outside, so maybe start trying this kind of thing when it gets a little warmer first. Your skin is your largest organ and it is porous or breathable. Within reason, do not put anything on it that you wouldn't eat because you need because you need to assume your body will absorb it. I'm not telling you to stop washing, of course, but do assume that whatever the ingredients are, some will find their way into your bodies. For instance, underarm perspirants will often contain aluminium, which belongs outside of my body, methinks. Hello? Furthermore, don't shave your pubes or your armpits as there is hair in those areas for a reason and it most certainly doesn't help hygiene. For instance, underarm hair helps to expel toxins when you sweat. It acts as a barrier against bacteria entering the body, including potentially sexually transmitted diseases, and they help to regulate pubic temperature. Um, Okay, the next one, it doesn't really follow on, uh, but anyway, um, I I told you my brain was scattered. Um, Try to eat whole foods that are raw. Roasted nuts and pasteurised milk, for instance, have had all their goodness cooked out of them, so aim for unroasted, untreated. And talking about milk, our bodies are not optimised for cow milk because the protein molecules are too big for our digestive systems to break down properly. 
Instead, we are designed for human milk, but it may seem a little bit creepy asking your mama for bitty or ordering a human milk chai at your local Starbucks. So instead, consider, I don't know, something like goat's milk. Because, for instance, in goat's milk, the protein molecules are smaller than those of cow milk, and thus are much easier to digest. Plus, it contains less lactose. As Aaron recently recommended on the Much Better You podcast Facebook group, have a big glass of water first thing in the mornings, as A, many of us get dehydrated through sleep respiration. B, hydration promotes mental focus and clarity. C, it clears your digestive system before breakfast. By the way, breakfast is not necessarily the most important meal of the day. You know who first claimed this? Kellogg's did, in their advertising campaigns, the cheeky, cheeky buggers. The fact is that different meals have varying levels of importance for different people. Some other time, I'll likely spend a bit of time talking about caffeine and alcohol, as the latest research on these bad boys is pretty sobering to say the least. But I will say now that, much less surprisingly for caffeine of course, they are both linked to poor sleep or sleep disruption. Now, episode one of this podcast talks about why decent sleep is foundational to all good mental and physical health. But what I didn't mention then is something that sleep expert Matthew Walker said recently in an interview. He said of people trying to lose weight that no matter how good or healthy your diet is, if you don't sleep properly, you will lose much more muscle mass and much less fat mass, which is pretty bonkers. Because essentially you lose what you want and you keep what you don't want. So anyone wishing to lose weight healthily should prioritise their sleep. Anyway, before my and your heads explode with information overload, I'd like to finish on this one. Think fast, as in have you considered the health benefits of fasting? I very strongly recommend that you look up health and fasting expert Dr. Mindy Peltz, who I will come back to shortly. Her surname is spelt P-E-L-Z. In a nutshell, if you remember back to what I said in the last episode about how us homo sapiens have been designed by evolution to hunt and gather, part of this includes the fact that we are not designed to eat frequently or snack throughout the day. On the contrary, our bodies are designed to be able to endure long periods of time, in between hunts if you like, during which we will not eat. This is why many people attribute faster injury recovery rates and greater mental clarity to fasting or compressed eating windows. Now, I'm not saying eat less food. I'm saying perhaps consider eating the same food, which ideally is healthy food, by the way, but within a shorter time frame. Ideally for many adults within an 8 to 10 hour eating window so that you then have a 16 to 14 hour fasting period where you do not eat food. For instance, for a 10-hour eating window, you might have a late breakfast at 10am, have lunch at whatever time you want after that, and then make sure you have finished dinner, i.e. your final food of the day, by no later than 8pm. In this way, you will then have, you will then fast for the next 14 hours, including sleep, before you repeat this all again the next day. By the way, you can drink water, of course, as A, you bloody need it, and B, it doesn't disturb your fast. If this interests you, a good starting point would be googling the Dr. Mindy Peltz interview on Tom Bilyeu's Impact Theory podcast. Here she will explain all and the positively life-changing health benefits that fasting offers, including improved sleep, digestion and energy levels, belly fat reduction and weight loss, 
reduction in prediabetes and type 2 diabetes symptoms, the combating of brain fog, quicker injury recovery time. Did you know, for instance, that a 72-hour fasting state will get your body to regenerate stem cells that repair injured body tissue? You know what? It might just be easier if I just list the main fasting headlines here, which are based on Dr. Mindy's research. Intermittent fasting for 14 to 16 hours, for instance, is great for fighting brain fog and improving mental clarity. When I'm doing a presentation at work, for instance, or I have to have a meeting where I need to properly think, I want the blood rushing to my brain, not my tummy. Autophagy fasting, which I'll describe shortly, starts at about 17 hours and is also great for brain and hormonal health. 24 hours fasting reboots your gut in that it can help to reset your stomach's microbiome, for instance, which might have previously been pulverized by, I don't know, food poisoning or antibiotics. The stomach is your second brain, by the way. Look it up. In fact, poor poor microbiomes are linked to depression and other mental and physical health issues. So I will likely talk about microbiome health in more detail in a future episode. Once you hit the 36-hour mark, you force your body to start burning stored fat. And this starts at the belly, apparently, which is pretty good news for a lot of people, I'm sure. 48 hours and you reset your dopamine receptor sites in your brain. Why is this important? Because dopamine is known as the feel-good chemical or hormone. And so when somebody eats too much chocolate, for instance, their threshold for pleasure keeps going up and up. But when you reset your pleasure centers after 48 hours, your threshold is reduced so that you have less cravings the next time. The 72-hour or three-day water fast, as pioneered by some dude called Dr. Walter Longo, became known as the immune reset fast as it caused the body to generate brand new white blood cells. Furthermore, Professor Sachin Panda, and yes, that is a real name, who more specifically endorses the 14-hour fast for most normal people, in an interview with Dr. Ranjan Chatterjee, Chatterjee recommended that you eat your first meal a minimum of one hour after waking up, and your last meal needs to be at least two or three hours before going to bed. Loads of research backs this up, which is why I always eat my breakfast way after I get up in the mornings and I strive to eat dinner as early as possible, which does really help me to get some decent sleep, I think. Now, what really blows my mind is the following, which I took from a fascinatinghealthline.com article. The body has evolved a natural self-preservation system known as autophagy, which I touched on earlier, which literally means or translates to self-eating whereby the body removes damaged or dysfunctional parts of cells and recycles other parts of cells towards cellular repair and cleaning. The benefits of autophagy include anti-aging lifespan benefits. It attacks cells attributed to neurodegenerative diseases such as Parkinson's or Alzheimer's. And while no current scientific studies back this up, given that all cancers start from defective cells, autophagy is getting loads of research attention currently for the role it may play in preventing or treating cancer. And guess what? According to the National Institute of Health, has been shown to be the most effective way to trigger autophagy. That's right, intermittent fasting. Now remember, we are all different and so fasting may not be for everyone. So do not do anything you are uncomfortable with without first doing your own research. And particularly if you are pregnant or have a chronic health condition such as heart disease or diabetes, consult with a medical health professional first.
Furthermore, these tips may not be suitable for anyone suffering from or recovering from an eating disorder. For me, fasting is one of the most powerful life life hacks of recent times because we are nourishing and repairing our bodies and minds as nature intended. One simple way of looking at fasting is this. If we do not constantly overload our bodies with excessive food, we then give it a break to focus on its own health and repair. Personally, benefits-wise, while I don't have any health issues that I know of, I may have found greater I have found greater clarity as a very welcome benefit of a compressed eating window that is usually somewhere between 9 to 10 hours. I aim to follow this way of fasting 5 or 6 days a week where possible, particularly when I need to be more mentally focused. And bonus point, carbonated mineral water is great for fasting purposes because it doesn't break your fast, yet it keeps you feeling fuller for longer. Act like a healthy person. Congratulations, you made it to the end of episode 12 of The Much Better You. Thank you so much for listening today. I really hope you got some life-changing value from it. Floss your teeth. If you did, please remember to subscribe to this The Much Better You podcast on whatever platform you use to listen. And please do check out my new book, The Much Better You, if you haven't already done so, as I poured so much into it and I've had so much wonderful feedback already. You can find it by typing The Much Better You into Amazon or by going to the muchbetteryou.com website. This. And finally, as is tradition on The Much Better You podcast, I shall leave you with today's final thought. Please have a think about what this means to you and share your thoughts on the Facebook The Much Better You podcast group, as this may spark some useful discussions that, as happens in the group time and time again, has given great value to others and helped them. For remember... The greatest fulfillment in life comes from being of service to others. And so the final thought, care of Robert Frost, is Education is the ability to listen to almost anything without losing your temper or your self-confidence. I repeat, Education is the ability to listen to almost anything without losing your temper or your self-confidence. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day and an amazing life until when next we meet.